The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. Many of these disciples, God gives us so much information about. I mean, frankly, as you walk through the gospel records, you take somebody like Simon Peter or John, uh, there are all these conversations and biographical facts and just lots of information, so much so it's hard to summarize them in one study. Uh, But today we have come to a man who was one of our Lord's original disciples. He was one of the 12. And the only thing we know about him is his name. That's it. Literally, his name is in every list of the disciples, and yet there's not a single incident recorded, not a single conversation, not a single record of something accomplished. And yet, I want to say to you today that God speaks to us through this man. He includes him in the list of the disciples and tells us nothing else, and he speaks to us not through what he says about him, but through what is not said. Let's go back to our original list for just a moment. It's found in Mark chapter number three. You'll remember that we are following this pattern in Mark 3 with one exception, and that is we began with Andrew. Andrew's not first on any of the list, but we started with him because that's where Jesus started. Remember, Andrew was the first to follow Christ, and then through Andrew, the Lord witnessed to Peter, and Peter then became a follower of the Lord. So we began our study with Andrew, and then following this list, you have Simon, who Jesus surnames Peter. You have James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James. Then you had Philip. You have Bartholomew. You have Matthew. You have Thomas. And then on the list in Mark chapter 3, verse number 18, we have come to James, the son of Alphaeus. So basically, the only thing we know about this man is his name and his daddy's name. He is James, the son of Alphaeus. Now remember, there are two men named James found in this original group of disciples. The first, we've already studied, James, the son of Zebedee. Uh, He was the brother of John. And so you have two men named James. James, the son of Zebedee, John's brother, is often referred to as James the Great. And this man, James, the son of Alphaeus, has been referred to as James the Less. That doesn't sound very nice, does it? And there's been some argument over whether that in history was because he was less prominent than the other James, or perhaps it was a reference to his stature, that he was a very small man, uh, James the Less or James the Little, Uh, but here referred to as James the son of Alphaeus. Now, may I ask you a question? Why would our Lord call a man, uh, list a man in every list of the disciples and tell us nothing else about him? I think there's an underlying principle here we all can apply, and it is this that our Lord delights in using ordinary people. I'm talking about a man that nothing outstanding is said of, and yet he followed Jesus, and he worked for the Lord Jesus, and he was used of the Lord Jesus. He's just an ordinary man. He's just a regular person. Isn't it glorious God uses ordinary people? Not many mighty, not many noble. Why? So that he gets the glory. The only extraordinary thing in our life 
is Jesus Christ. And the only outstanding thing about James the son of Alphaeus was his proximity to Christ. In the end, friends, that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter, Peter, that you know how to talk. It doesn't matter, uh, John, that you know how to fish. It doesn't matter, Matthew, that you know how to uh, deal with numbers. It doesn't matter any of that. In the end, the only thing that matters is are you a follower of Jesus Christ? So let me give you three little observations today about James, the son of Alphaeus. First of all, we do know his name. Uh, Names are important to God. And I think the first obvious thing is that his name is recorded in Scripture as a true disciple. Dear friend, dear listener, God knows you by name today. You may feel like you're such an obscure person. You may think, nobody knows me. God knows you. You may think, nobody's ever going to remember me. God's going to remember you because the Lord knows you by name. And the important thing is this, is your name written in his list. Remember, the Bible says in Scripture that our Lord has a record book in heaven. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. In fact, on one occasion, our Lord even said to these disciples, don't rejoice that you can perform miracles. Rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I wonder, is your name written in heaven? It was not enough that their name was in the list of the disciples because Judas Iscariot's name was there. He's numbered with them on earth but not in heaven. Is your name recorded in heaven? Are you sure you're saved? Is your name in the Lamb's book of life? And so first, we, we see a little truth here because of his name. The second thing I would point out to you is that the only thing we know about him is that he followed Jesus. How will you be remembered? What will history say of you? Some great thing you did, something you accomplished? Or will someone simply say, I'll tell you one thing about that man. I'll tell you one thing about that woman. They followed Jesus. They followed Jesus, and they served Jesus. You see, at all of the miracles, he was there. Uh, Carrying bread to the hungry, he was there. Bringing the sick to Jesus, he was there. Just imagine, use a little sanctified imagination, what this man witnessed and the work he got to participate in. Look, it's not about us anyhow. It's not about our name. Uh, Let them call us the less. Let us be less, that Christ be everything. What was it that John the Baptist said? He must increase, I must decrease. So we learn something from his name about knowing Christ. We learn something about his discipleship, about following Christ. And then thirdly, we learn something about his reward. You see, when you come to the end of the Bible, to Revelation chapter number 21, the Lord is describing the new Jerusalem where we're all going to live someday. Isn't that going to be glorious? And by the way, Ponder this, you're going to meet the original disciples uh, in person someday. You're going to be there with them. I don't know about you, that's exciting to me. And I hope when you get there, you can say, hey, I know you. We've been studying about you. I, I read about you in Scripture. But in Revelation 21, verse 14, it says, And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Isn't this beautiful? that Peter, James, and John, though they were inner-circle disciples on earth, get no more prominence uh, in that city than does someone like James the Less, James the son of Alphaeus. His name, this name, is going to be in one of those foundations and the wall of that city. Why? Because he was one of the apostles of the Lamb. This is, this is beautiful. You may never get your reward here on earth. You may never get recognition here on earth. But can you be happy to get your reward from the Lamb in heaven someday? Can you rest in this? The Lord knows your name. 
He observes your service, and he will reward you someday in his holy city. Yes, I think James, the son of Alphaeus, is a disciple that I can identify with. I can't always identify with all these other men in all of their personalities and in all of their their function and their, their actions, but I can identify with this man because I rest in this. God knows my name. If no one else calls my name today, Jesus knows my name and is calling my name to the Father at this moment, and he is yours. And the Lord Jesus is observing if we are truly following him and serving him. Are you content, my friend, just to be a disciple? Are you content just to be a follower of Christ? And if so, then you can rest and rejoice in this today that the Lord keeps good records in heaven and that someday when you get to the city, you have much to look forward to. Will it be enough to hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant? Now, this almost anonymous disciple, this obscure man, this unknown follower of Christ is known in heaven and known by Jesus, and so are you. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.